which typing pool superintendent broke into showbiz at the age of 43 and immediately started playing alongside the Beatles? Find out next on One Dollar Vinyl. Welcome to One Dollar Vinyl, the podcast in which we buy the cheapest secondhand records we can find and give them a fair and honest review. Uh, my name is Tess and with me as always is Kat. Hello. How are you going? Yeah, I'm pretty good. How are you? Yeah, good. Just hot, sticky. It has been an absolute scorcher this weekend. I have not enjoyed it. No, I'm a bit over this climate change crisis heat wave. Yeah. How do we fix this? Uh, I think it's I easy. wish there was a way. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really easy thing. We should just do it. <laughs> good idea. Let's do that next, okay. next week. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? Uh, well, the thing is, I was just out the front of my house yesterday and struck up a conversation with one of my neighbours and as we were talking, my other neighbour started also talking and in that conversation, it kind of came up that both neighbours were just famous enough to have a Wikipedia page. Oh. So one is a uh, like an elite athlete. Yeah. Um, like plays sport f- for Australia. Okay. I won't say which sport or who she is, but and then the other one is an actor. Oh. And he's like doing like great things in the theatre at the moment. And so I like, as you know, the creep I am, looked them both up. Stalked them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they both have like Wikipedia pages. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I want to know. Can just anyone get a Wikipedia page? Can I get a Wikipedia page? I mean, you could probably make one for yourself. Yeah, like... But then does, <laughs> does someone need to verify it? That sounds likely. Yeah. They probably don't just let anyone on Wikipedia. I think that might be the point. So you're living between two, you know, famous yeah. enough for Wikipedia Yeah, like people. I guess that's what, like G-grade celebrities? <laughs> and you are... The mundane, ordinary person meet uh-huh. Uh-huh. in that celebrity sandwich. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like uh, the opposite of a Wikipedia page personified. <laughs> well, um, someone who also has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a delightful segue. Well done, Tess. <laughs> Thanks, that was off the cuff. I'm proud of that. Um, is our the, the artist on our record today. And that's Mrs. Mills. We're reviewing a record today called Everyone's Welcome. No, my mistake. Everybody's Welcome at Mrs. Mills' Party. Okay. Where'd you get it from? So um, I got this. Um, this is another one that I got from the Vinnies uh, up in Hamilton, Newcastle Way. And how much was it? Uh, it was uh, it was one dollar. One dollar. Yes, $1. I love it when yeah. that happens. Yeah. That's the name of the show. And <laughs> if you were to buy it from Discogs or, yeah. you know, somewhere else, how much is it worth? Oh, so how's this? Discogs reckons it's worth $8. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty impressive I buy. like that. I was actually quite surprised that it's worth <laughs> Yeah, <much>. totally. <laughs> yeah, but like we'll get into what the record looks like a little bit later. Like it also surprises me. Yeah. Um, can you find it online if you looked? No, you can't. So perhaps that's why it's, it's you know, a little bit more valuable. Um, there yes. is other Mrs. Mills stuff online, but not very much. Okay. And this particular album is not at oh. all. Hmm. Oh, there you go. She does have 40 plus albums that she recorded over her career. Like, 
That is mind-boggling. She was an absolute powerhouse. She es- turned them out. Especially because, you know, in my research, I realized that she only started making music in her 40s. That's right. So we'll get into Mrs. Mm. Mills' backstory a little bit because it is quite delightful. Yeah. But um, let's take a look at the front cover yeah. here. So, (laughs) and you can see why I picked this up. Yeah. Because it's very... um, Ridiculous. Yeah, like not (laughs) eye-catching, but it's very unique looking. It is unique. Just because of Mrs. Mills herself. Like, she is not the sort of person that you usually see on the front of a record cover. She looks like a tuck shop lady. Yeah. She looks like... Lady that runs the corner shop. Yes. She looks like the kind old lady down the street who will not only sweep up her own front porch, (laughs) but also all of her neighbours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh Yeah. And then invite you in for a cup of tea. Yes. Yeah. And she regales you with her piano skills. She's sort of a, um, well, she's a woman in her, I think she was probably in her 50s by the time Mm -hmm. this record came out. She is... Plump. Plump. I was I was searching for the word and plump is the word that is the least <laughs> offensive. And she's got the, you know, the classic nana perm, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Curly and hair. And just like the biggest smile on her face. The biggest smile. She's just staring right down yeah. the barrel and just inviting you. She just, she really looks like she's having a party uh-huh. and she's having fun and you kind of want to be at that party. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Except for, I really... Do not like the um, so the title. Every letter is a different color, <laughs> and I hate it. Yeah, so we got like kind of cartoonish bubble writing with different colors. So everybody's welcome at is capitalized only in the first letter, and then Mrs. is capitalized first letter, and then Mills is capitalized everywhere. Every every letter. <laughs> As his party. So it's like it's shouting at you Mills party. So it's like, everybody's welcome at Mrs. Mills party. (laughs) And I really hate that they have missed an apostrophe with Mills. Yeah, they did too. They lose a mark there. Look, you picked that apart in a way that I wouldn't have. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I think the funny thing about this is it's and also she's playing a piano. Like I should have mentioned that at the start. She's a piano player Mm. Um, and she's sitting at her piano, but the piano is kind of like weirdly kind of receding into the background because the background's all black and the piano is black and you can't see anything but the keyboard. I thought it was just floating keys. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) Didn't really. Okay. Um. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, It's, it's actually when I, when you look at some of Mrs. Mill's, Record albums, uh, record covers. It's actually one of the most sedate ones oh, that yeah. I can find. Her, her other record albums. Uh, record covers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we know what we're talking about. We're professionals. Yeah. 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 Her other her record other, albums. <laughs> her other album covers. The few that I saw online, some of them are kind of ridiculous. They're... They're all pretty insane. I mean, and they're all like so many of her records reference having a party. Uh huh. So we've got It's Party Time, Mrs. Mills Party. There's, and on those covers, there's, you know, a whole bunch of people in 
party hats with balloons and streamers. Just, just like all of my parties. Piano, Mrs. Mills front and center with a big smile on all of them. But then they, they start getting more creative and very silly. And some of them are just really weird. There's one of her riding a, like a hobby horse here. Um, she's dressed as a French maid. One of them, she's with an elephant. Yeah, there's there's one with an elephant. There's one. Oh, this one is one of my favorites. There's like Mrs. Mills in kaleidoscope. So there's like eight Mrs. Mills kind of like ghostly circulating around. It's like she said, like, what's better than one Mrs. Mills? <laughs> eight Mrs. Mills. <laughs> Here we've got Mrs. Mills, another flippin' party, and she's standing <laughs> at the penguin enclosure at the zoo, surrounded by penguins. And uh, once again, just... Smiling her head off. Flippin'? Is that <laughs> is that trying to be a play on flipper with the penguin flippers? Or is it just... Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I didn't oh, put that together. That's a swing and a miss, though. Like, yeah. that's no good. <laughs> it's a thinker. That's a way homer, that one. Yeah. It's two jumps of logic right there. <laughs> that's a wake up in, at two in the morning and go, oh, flippers. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got her here having breakfast between two chimps. Mrs. Mm. Mills, what a wonderful party. So, yeah, so Whoa. some pretty bonkers stuff. There's the elephant one. It sounds like her parties are, like, devolving. So it started off with, like, lots of people in party hats. And, <laughs> yeah, standard and party. Ooh. Got some appetizers yeah. and some cocktails. <laughs> and then it's just having breakfast with monkeys. They're just getting more and more degenerate as time goes on. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyways, so Mrs. Mills, clearly a woman who... Likes a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Not afraid to make fun of herself. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like have she's, a laugh at her own expense. Yeah, she's not taking yeah. herself too seriously. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we take a little break and when we get back, we'll have a listen to Mrs. Mills and we'll see what these parties are all about. Glad! <laughs> We're big fans of yours. Yes, we We've are. got all your records. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes. yes. Would you like one of my LPs? Oh, do they come off? <laughs> <laughs> That must be handy. <laughs> Eric, don't be rude. I won't be rude, Dan. No, no, I, I don't want to be rude. No. Where's the piano? You hungry? <laughs> I won't be rude, Dan. No, don't be I rude. I won't be rude. Glad. Glad she's lovely. lovely what glad. are you going to play for? I'm very glad, glad. Glad you're Something bright and jolly. Something, Something bright and jolly. jolly. Yes. There's a thought. Yeah. Right. Before you go, love, oh, give us yeah. a laugh. Give us a laugh. Give us you a know, laugh. one of the specials before you go. Yeah. Well, you, you just can't laugh to order. No. Think of him stripped. <laughs> Welcome back to Wonder La Vinyl. That was a clip of Mrs. Mills in 1971 on the Morecambe and Wise show, uh, which I think she did quite a few guest spots on. Mm-hmm. She became a bit of a regular. Was that like a variety show? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, it seems like it. And, and and once again, you know, having a bit of a laugh and, and not taking herself too yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That came across pretty clearly that yeah. she was, yeah, very happy to go along with the jokes and, you know, at her expense. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. yeah. So I've been reading into Mrs. Mills and it's quite an interesting story. Yeah, it's definitely not a typical showbiz story. No. <laughs> I mean, so first of all, Mrs. Mills is one of those fancy showbiz names. Uh, um, her real name was Gladys Mills. <laughs> I like that they've gone with Mrs. Gladys. for her records. Yeah, like, totally. It's, just, it's so sort of motherly and, you know, old fashioned. It fits with the theme. It does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she was... Um, a working woman. She was working as the superintendent in a typing pool in the Paymaster General Paymaster General's office in London. Yep, I. Guess I'm pretty sure those none of those things exist anymore. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, she was, you know, she she had an office job. And she, on the weekends, she would play in a, what they sort of described as a semi-professional dance band. They were called the Astorians and they played in and around Essex. Okay. And one night a talent scout showed up um, and, you know, liked the cut of her jib and decided to give her a recording contract. That is just wild. Yeah. Would you like to hear my really tenuous link? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so she was a superintendent in a typing pool. So all day she was like clickety-clack on the typewriter. Mm. Very similar movement to playing the piano. Maybe that's why she was so darn good. uh I think that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, so she got signed up to the EMI Harlophone label by uh, a bloke called Eric Easton, who happened to also go on to manage the Rolling Stones. So he was, you know, he was pretty big time. Yeah, and also, you know, very similar acts. <laughs> yeah, hand in hand. Yeah. And another act that she um, ended up becoming kind of bedfellows with uh, is the Beatles because she recorded all of her albums at Ad- Abbey Road Studios. Yeah, absolutely wild. Yeah, totally. And she she did a few, like, Beatles covers as well, like, in her, like, other albums, right? She, she yeah, she occasionally did, yeah. yeah. So an interesting little bit of trivia too is that you can actually hear the Mrs. Mills piano, the Mrs. Mills piano, on some of the Beatles albums, on some of their songs. Ooh, which songs? Um, in particular, it's on Lady Madonna, mm-hmm. She's a Woman, Penny Lane, and that little middle kind of breakdown bit in Rocky Raccoon. Yeah, so that's, um, I mean, I don't know who's playing it. John, Paul, one of them. I think all of them. <laughs> all Except of them, for Ringo. All of them together. <laughs> and that's that, awesome. That's the Mrs. Mills piano. So they, they knew her. Like, they worked with her. She was a colleague of a the colleague. Beatles. <laughs> a contemporary. <laughs> oh, Which man. is just like, I love that. I love that. I wish I could see them together. Uh, yeah, you definitely. Know. <laughs> that would have been a very interesting thing to Dynamic, be, like a fly yeah. on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know the actual reason why she's so good at at um, piano. It's not about the typing. Yeah, go on. Because her mum made her play from when she was like three years old. Oh, right. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Tiger parent. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Mrs. Mills' yeah. mum. So, you know, 40 <laughs> solid years of playing the piano made her good enough to catch this guy's eye. Yeah, well, that's what will do it. I mean, mm. she's very talented. She is as a pianist. Yeah. Why don't we have a listen yeah, to shall we listen? her music? Yeah. So here we go. We're just going to launch straight into side A of Mrs. Mills's. Everybody's welcome at Mrs. Mills's party. I'm not picking tracks today in particular to mm. listen to. We're just going to listen to a bit of side A because what she actually does is she makes these medallies. And every track is a medley of at least three songs. They're all kind of old favourites. Yeah, I'll admit I don't know any of these songs. No, I only know a small handful of them. And it's designed to be, like, sung along with. Like, there's no there's no singing on it. It's, like, to play at a party and have everyone, like, gathering around the record player, you know, singing along. That's exactly right. So, so the tradition that Mrs Mills comes from is... Um, like barroom singing. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, there used to be a piano in every pub in England yep. and there'd always be someone who can play. 
Um, all this would happen in the family home. There'd be someone who could play the piano. They'd play old standards and old favourites that everyone would know and everyone would sing along. And that's what the, the party would be and that's what the Mrs Mills party is, is a group sing-along, good old knees-up. Yeah, and, like, in terms of the concept, I actually love it. Like, I am yeah. a bit of a karaoke fiend and this is essentially just karaoke in a group. It was and basically yeah. the first karaoke. Yeah. yeah, and I love it. But as you say, these days, you know, a lot of the songs are, have fallen away. They're a bit old-fashioned. She did um, occasionally sort of um, incorporate... As you say, said before, contemporary songs in. There was, you know, a handful of Beatles songs here and there and sort of current pop hits of the day. Like there's like sort of pre-wartime or like wartime songs. Yeah. There's, there's spanning a few generations, I think, the songs that she covers. Yeah, totally. But she breezes through them all very quickly at, at, at quite a clip, as you can hear. Yeah, that's right. Well, should we talk about her style of playing? Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. So the style that she plays is um, it's called stride piano playing Uh the characteristic of it is that left hand that playing the bass notes is doing that bump 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 and it's jumping up and down i think like an octave yeah it's moving quite a distance like yeah and and requires quite a bit of dexterity and you know muscle memory to be able to hit the right note like at that speed yeah totally i mean there's a there's a documentary that you can watch online um, that's done by the BBC that of a lot of people talking about Mrs. Mills's piano playing mm. and a lot of pianists talking about how hard it actually is to do. Mm. So it's it's not sort of a basic style by any means. No. And the ro- result is something so joyful. Like you can't you can't help but just feel happy while listening to this. It just yeah kind of makes my heart beat faster and like want to get up and do a little jig yeah it's certainly not like um quiet contemplative no it is not <laughs> i gotta tell you my two-year-old loved it oh as yeah. soon as i put it on she just started jumping up and down uh-huh. and wanting to like spin around and doing a little boogie yeah which i guess is the intended effect <laughs> yeah that's right so what we're listening to here i think um like the, the only sort of credit other than mrs mills on the front of this album just says accompaniment directed by Jeff Love. Okay. And as far as I can hear to my ear, the only accompaniment is a drum. There's something else there. There's something bassy. Well, I think that's the piano. I think she's playing the bass Ah. herself. And then on side B, um, there's a a spoon... (laughs) What, playing the spoons? Oh, really? What do you call that? Just spoons. <laughs> Just playing the spoons. spoons yeah. come in, yeah. <laughs> Which is also fun. That's a good one. But yeah, like it's a, it's a, it's an impressively kind of full sound for just two people. Yeah, what is probably just two people, maybe. Yeah, three. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, can we talk about the way that this piano actually sounds? Yeah, it's very unusual. It's pretty distinctive, isn't yeah. it? Like it's not the sort of. Um, sound that you'd expect from like a classical piano or a concert pianist like i don't know if i have a very untrained ear or what but to me it sounds only a couple of levels above like the child clunk clunk piano that i had like the little toy piano that i had yeah yeah yeah. there is a bit of that like it it just it, it reminds me of my little toy piano i had growing up so this the piano she's actually playing on is at it's still at Abbey Road and it's now famously called the Mrs. Mills piano because she used it for every recording. Hmm. It was a Steinway that oh. had been 
engineered specifically by a sound engineer to sound like a slightly out of tune, <laughs> yeah. jingly jangly, like barroom piano that had been, you know, maybe a little bit kind of abused over the years. And in my, because another way of describing her style of piano playing is honky tonk. Honky tonk, yeah. yeah. And in my, you know, kind of extensive just reading the Wikipedia page <laughs> research, um, they talked about that uh, honky-tonk music, the the fast pace and that kind of style of, like, uh, very quickly pressing the keys and then, and like, letting it out. Bashing, yeah, yeah. Um, was to counter these pianos that were beat up and out of tune. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so that's probably trying to replicate that, yeah. I feel. And, you know, you're sort of getting over a crowd too, aren't you? Like, it, it needs to be heard. <laughs> oh, true, yeah. Because yeah. everyone's singing so loud. <laughs> so, I mean, they actually, the, to, to get this sound, they did some specific things to this piano. Um, they So inside the piano, you've got, um, you know, the piano strings yep. and the hammers. Yeah. And they coated the hammers with lacquer. Uh-huh. So they're, they're usually made out of felt and that gives oh, it a nice yeah. kind of, soft sound when it hits it but to cover it with lacquer it gives it that kind of tinny mm, you know totally. hit to it um another technique of doing this i found was um putting thumbtacks in each of the hammers oh in the so hammers. that it was hitting okay yeah hitting with me- like metal on metal strings yeah um but they, yeah they coated it with lacquer and then they also um so each string is made up Sorry, each note on the piano is made up of three strings. And what they did was the middle string, they knocked slightly out of tune. So it was creating this, what they call a chorusing Uh kind of sound. So even if you hit one note, it kind of has this resonance to it that it sounds like more than one note. It's not one crisp, clean note. Yeah, okay. So that's that's what you're hearing on this, yeah, pretty distinctive sounding piano. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't have the same charm if it was on like a traditional like softer sounding piano it's definitely got a lot of character to it yeah much like mrs mills herself (laughs) it's a little bit um i mean honestly like to sit down and listen to this when i was sitting down and listening to this alone by myself it sounds like a bit manic and a bit Uh, on. i don't know if it's just to my modern ears or, you know... It's because you're not having a party. It's because I'm not having a party. Yeah. It's just like, it just... If you put it on in any other environment, it's, uh-huh. it's just... It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, totally. i got to admit, um, whenever I listened to, like, the whole first side, like, I thought you had made a mistake and I was listening to the first track over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> to my ears, they sound quite similar. Yeah, if you don't know the melodies, yeah. you, you kind of, you know, a bit at sea. Yeah. But um, it's interesting, actually, because there is a Mrs. Mills revival band that's currently operating at the moment. Currently? Yeah. Yeah. What? They've been going since, I think, 2012. That's fantastic. They're called the Mrs. Mills Experience. Uh, in England, I'm guessing? Yeah. yeah. Their, their website, um, yeah, so this is, yeah, it's a very, like, English, yes. you know, London kind of thing. Um, their website describes themselves as rolling out a barrel of 
Irony untroubled, hipster free, good time entertainment. The Mrs. Mills experience is made up of an unlikely combination of Brixton based dance DJs and punk musicians. What? United by their improbable love of the piano thumper extraordinaire, Mrs. Gladys Mills. Okay. Uh, delivering a variety pack of authentic working class sing along tunes, and the Mrs. Mills experience aims to make the audience the star, unleashing a salvo of good time music for these austerity stricken times. And I think that that's the key to like what this music is for. Where yes. making the audience the star. Mm-hmm. When you see Mrs. Mills on her appearances on television, her interviews, she seems like a very not ego-driven kind oh, of. Oh yeah, woman. that's right. She she does not want that limelight. She's very yep. much like living to serve the party. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, the Mrs. Mills experience. Um, they hand out. Lyric sheets uh-huh. for all the songs. I feel like this is hap- this type of thing is happening in Australia. So like there are choirs where people just like come together and sing together, like in bars and and stuff. Like I know of one in Sydney. I know of one in Melbourne. Oh wow! Um, and like the one in Melbourne, I was actually down there to uh, celebrate a friend's birthday. And she happened to be mates with like a the, the choir master of this like pub choir. Mm-hmm. And like during the party, we just like came together and he taught us all the um, the bits. Yeah. And, and put us in the 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 high notes and the low notes and um, and we all just like sang a song and it was really fun. That's so much more fun than karaoke where it's just sort of one, one person, person up and like you know that thing when someone picks a song at karaoke that no one else knows? Oh, yeah. And they're trying really hard to sing it really well, and mm-hmm. you just got to sort of politely sit through it. <laughs> it's just so much more waiting for your fun turn. For everyone to just be like shout singing yeah, together. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would be into someone releasing a modern day one of these records. Yeah. Like with, you know, songs that people of this era are familiar with. Well, I don't know if that... I mean, because music's changed now. Music used to be about the people experiencing the music. Mm. I think, you you know, before the days of kind of mass recording and mass media, you'd buy music as sheet music and yeah. you would take it home and, you know, it would be about everyone, like we said before, like gathering around the piano and having a sing-song. Mm. Or... Like, so many songs were standards that just everyone did. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like until, I don't know, maybe the crooners came along that you had songs that were like... This is the artist. Signature songs of the artist. Yeah. yeah. And now music is is like, you know, the sort of... I guess the, you know, the real pop hits are still, you know, are... everyone can sing them or whatever. Yeah. They're not, but like... The kind of the songs that we kind of value now are like intensely personal to the artist, and they they mean something, and they have a story that's like the artist's. It's like absolutely about their experience. And then have you have had that thing where, um, you know, you go to a gig and everyone's singing along, and it's kind of like annoying because you want to you, you oh, want to hear the artist sing, yeah, yeah. But there are so many songs like I, I challenge you to put on like. I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. Oh, just sure. the, and, yeah. and not have everyone like sing sing along. It's true. You could absolutely you could, do you that. You can pick yeah. a, pick songs like it might not be the the point of them. Yeah. But there are some just like easy hits that were so familiar 
you know, in the 80s, 90s, 20s. In fact, the yep. last time I was in London, we went out for a night with a, a Londoner friend of mine mm. and we all ended up absolutely pissed and arms around each other um, singing along to a Rob- Robbie Williams song. So, Robbie Williams. <laughs> you know, I guess this thing kind of is still happening in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I stand by my comment. I would, I would dig a uh, modern version of this. All right. So we've heard a fair bit of the album now. We talked about Mrs. Mills. Why don't we take a little break? Um, and when we come back, we'll, we'll reach our conclusions on, on everybody's welcome at Mrs. Mills party. When it's time to party, we will party hard. So let's get a party going, let's get a party going. Now it's time to party and we'll party hard. Party hard. Let's get a party going, let's get a party going. When it's time to party, we will always party hard. Welcome back to One Dollar Vinyl. You just heard uh, Party Hard by Andrew WK, who is the only other recording artist that I know that talks about partying quite as much as Mrs. Mills. <laughs> <laughs> I love this comparison. Um, uh, everyone who hasn't heard of Andrew WK, like, uh, check out the the clip on the show notes because, uh, like, <laughs> the first time I saw him was at, like, some festival and I had no idea who he was and he just had this erratic energy. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I just adore the fact that you've like drawn this connection. <laughs> yeah. Every other song he has is like has party in the title. Uh-huh. Quite yeah. quite like Mrs. Mills. Uh-huh. And I mean his parties are probably a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh but everyone has fun and sings along as well. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, we can call Andrew WK a modern day Mrs. Mills. Calling it. Calling it. <laughs> uh, what do you, so overall, what do you think of this record, Tess? Look, I when I first put it on, I was sort of like, uh, you know, not too moved. Yeah. Um, it like I said, it the sort of frantic, jingly jangly, you know, piano <laughs> <laughs> to my modern ears sounded a, a bit full on. I'm not sure that I would put this on at a party <laughs> now. But I think that's only because no one knows these songs anymore. Well, that's it. If 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 everyone knew the songs, it'd be a blast. Yeah. She sold so many records, by the way. Like the top place that she reached was within the top twenty of the UK charts. That but is wild. The fact like, that she like what a world. She recorded over forty albums, and she was just consistently churning them out and selling them. Um, they were making a lot of money off her. Oh yeah. yeah. I hope she saw some of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I hope so too. Mm. But I think she was also quite cheap to record because it was basically just her. Yeah, yeah. and like the spoon player. Yeah, <laughs> he would have been inexpensive. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> it's very niche talent. <laughs> Actually, it's just I'll do a little um, just aside here. So the accompaniment director is Jeff Love, um, and he's a guy who he was a composer and arranger. Um, he kind of made his name doing contemporary kind of covers of cinematic scores. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I sort of, you know, saw that and I just went, yeah, okay, he's like just a nice-looking man. And then I <laughs> went down one of those, um, you know, rabbit holes. wiki rabbit holes yeah. and I found that he – also went by the name of Mandingo oh. and had this album, which was, I'm showing Kat the cover right now, 
um, was in my parents' record collection. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing it as a kid and, like, just getting the, you know, tittering giggles every time <laughs> because it's um, – Really so As you can see, it's a woman. Um, she's playing the bongos. Um, she's oh. got a pretty beautiful, huge afro and she's wearing nothing but beads. <laughs> she's totally naked except for beads around her <laughs> chest. Very conveniently and placed over her nips. Her boobies. <laughs> <laughs> and I always thought it was just hilarious when I was a kid. <laughs> And now, clearly. <laughs> but this record is, yeah, it's called The Primeval Rhythm of Life. Ooh. And it's actually like really badass um, funk and, I don't know, Afro beat sort of. Oh, cool. Yeah, like really interesting stuff. Yeah. We'll, put, we'll put a clip in here. But, yeah, that, so that, that Jeff Love. Uh, that yeah, was the very same sort of accompanying Mrs. Mills on the spoons, and um, and he also had an album of duets with her. Oh, um, okay, was also Mandingo. <laughs> Code switching at its finest. Just goes to show you, you just can't, you shouldn't be pigeonholed. You know, yeah, that's true. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. <laughs> Although I am glad to see another lady on the cover of that uh, Jeff Love record, and not Mrs. Mills. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been <laughs> attracting a very different crowd. I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> I've just got a really good mental picture. It's great. <laughs> so do you reckon you're going to keep this record, Tess? Um, yeah, like I I think I appreciate this record more just for appreciating Mrs. Mills, the artist oh, yeah. and the person. Mm. Um I'm going to keep it mm-hmm. just because I like it in theory, <laughs> but um, I don't know how many times I'll actually spin it, you know. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's, it's worth the dollar f- and the, like, slither of space in your collection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. i got to tell you, it really, it kind of hit me in the feels because it it brought me back to a lot of my sort of family's history as well. So my dad's father's people uh-huh. were from London. They were sort of um, East Enders and um, a lot of that kind of British culture and particularly that kind of Cockney culture kind of filtered down through the generations. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of the sorts of songs on here were songs that my dad even used to sing to us when we were little. Oh. And and I have found myself singing them to my kids as well. Like my great-grandmother was a piano player and she – apparently had a lovely voice and everyone used to, you know, gather around on a Friday night for a sing song. And oh, bless. <laughs> yeah. It's Aww, just it's well, like a, a lovely, wholesome, nostalgic kind of throwback thing that and, – and that's that's kind of what Mrs. Mills was um, – Oh, yeah, was trying to do it back Was then. banking on, yeah, yeah, because, you know, she came out in the 60s. She came out in like the real swinging 60s London, you know, and mm. that was a time when there was a lot of kind of moral panic about, mm. you know, teen gangs and people doing drugs Good and, you know, mm. the, it was sort of like almost immediately before the whole psychedelic, yeah. you know, revolution thing, yeah, well, contrast. counterculture thing was happening. So, you know, it was a time when there were a lot of people wanting to throw back to those traditional community and family values and and you know, getting everyone together for a lovely, wholesome sing song was 
was the way to sort of counter that. Okay. Well, maybe I'll go online, learn all the lyrics, and then we can have a little sing-along and (laughs) have our own party. We can have a $1 party, a $1 (laughs) vinyl party for two. What? No, like, we'll invite your daughter and and my dog. He'll enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. You can teach him the lyrics. (laughs) Yeah. I can... I can see why you have a sense of nostalgia. Um, If I saw it in the shops or someone else saw it in the shops, what do you think it's worth for them to pay for it? Oh, look, I paid a dollar for it and I think that's a fair price. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, everyone. What about you? Uh, uh, I don't know. If I saw one of the really hilarious covers, I would pay a couple of dollars just for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just – I, I, you know, after seeing her and learning about her, I really kind of warmed to Mrs. Mills as a person as well. Yeah. Good on you, Glad Mills. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap it up. we got to get out of here. It feels like a sauna. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed Mrs. Mills. Um, maybe you would like to play Mrs. Mills at a party of your own. Please send videos. That would really make my day. Yeah, actually, that'd be great. Yeah. In fact, invite us. <laughs> yeah. We'll oh, have yeah, us around. I'll come. Yeah. <laughs> We'll bring the party hats and the whistles and, <laughs> and the lyric sheets. Yes. <laughs> Our show notes can all be found at $1vinyl.com. You can search for $1 Vinyl on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, all those things. You can email us at $1vinyl at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, tell us what you think, please, about Mrs. Mills. Join us next week for someone who has been called the mother of hip-hop and possibly the only... Um, soul funk concept album that I think I've heard when we listen to Millie Jackson's Caught Up. And remember, as Mrs. Mills said when she appeared on the Morecambe and Wise show, when you're going to play something on the piano, play something bright and jolly. Bye for now. Bye-bye.